Adele Donham, otherwise known as Sophia Whitney. I believe it was 1994 because I was in graduate school and I was doing the Old Testament and I skipped a day of studying to come here to see Starhawk and Bruce was horrified. And I got an A on the exam and I think part of it was that I had time to see the forest through the trees. So when I wrote my essay, it was very comprehensive in a way that wasn't spilling of detail after detail. You know, it, it, was, it was big and it was inclusive. And I thought about doing that again for like all my essays, but I didn't have the nerve. I wanted to be, well, I wanted to be, um, I, I, was, I was attending Middle Collegiate Church, which is RNC. I did not know much about the denomination. The church was extremely liberal. They accepted gays. I'm bisexual, I'm gay, I was gay at the time. Now, occasionally I have a boyfriend, so people get technical about it. Um, but that was the issue. And um, my minister had such confidence in my academics and, and my ability to be uh, an RNC minister that he went before the the powers that be the judges. And and he said, but she is gay. And they said, no. So he told me, as tears are streaming down my face, go to the Unitarian Universalist Church. So I went to uh, the Fur Coat Church on 82nd Street. Um, what's the name of it? I don't remember the name of it. We all called it the Fur Coat Church. And I couldn't even afford the wardrobe there. And uh, so I tried this church and I, and it was a blessing. I came for an ordination, which I just sat in the back, and nobody kicked me out. And when it came time for the ministers to ask the, um, the man who was being ordained what he believed, and there were like 20 questions, I checked each one with yes, yes, yes. And I went down the whole line with him. And we were both saying yes, yes, yes. And I thought, this is the church for me. 
and by this time I realized that you don't marry a congregation, otherwise I'd still be back at Middle Collegiate Church, which I loved. Um, you marry the denomination. So to be at an ordination and to just absorb that whole ordination process and um, made me realize that I could be here. I had a place here. Well, I, can I just add a little bit more? So I went to Bruce, and I said a couple of things. I said, I want black people at my church. I was worried about that because there were 50% of the church at Middle Collegiate was black. And um, he said there are more blacks here than there are at the other two churches. So I thought, okay. And I said, I want to be a Unitarian Universalist minister. And he said, we like students here. And that was what I needed to hear. That ends my answer. Oh my God, the first one was easy. Um, I keep thinking of baby blessings and funerals. Um, I think my best, well, memories. Bruce gave so many good sermons that it's, But it's also hard to remember. It was a long time ago. Um, but I loved the baby blessings. Those were my best memories. Yeah. What would your hope be for kids in the future community? I hope they grow up and stay here and marry here and raise families here and have their children blessed here in in our denomination with our congregation. I, I'm very invested in this congregation. I think we're a wonderful group of people. And so what I would really like is to have people find their mates wherever they are. I don't know that they're gonna be in this church. I doubt it. But um, 
but they when it when they have babies that it's uh, people once they have babies all of a sudden they really start to think about religious about religion and wanting to raise their kids and I know people who weren't religious but when it came time to have our children little ones go to uh, they wanted them to go to uh, church school to um, and they wanted to bring them up with religion and my hope is that um, our people and all people who are so inclined to come to this congregation and send their kids to nursery school here, to, to church school, and have them, these kids, grow up in our church. And I, I before it was on Zoom, I would always go to, um, um, General Assembly, and I would see kids, groups of them in the elevator, in the hallway, and they were so confident, so impressive. They, one of them would be doing, she'd say, oh, I'm doing the, this part of the service, or the, and I was like, you are so confident. You're not even nervous. You are amazing. And I would just encounter these kids, and I started talking to them. And kids who grow up in the Unitarian Universalist Church are amazing. They're intelligent. They're confident. They're creative. And they're marvelous. And that's what I hope for our church, is that we grow children. <laughs> I don't do well in tests. <laughs> the anxiety, the pressure. I'm such a fraud. <laughs> oh no, they'll all find out. Okay, okay. All right. yeah. Okay. My formal name or my, you know, street name? Yeah. Fred Corden. 2001, before 9-11, 2001. Yeah, I think it was May of 2001, thereabouts. And what brought you to I had been on a uh, odyssey of visiting various religious organizations here in the city on Sundays and Saturdays because I you know there's so many religious organizations and churches and synagogues and uh, that you know I thought it'd be very interesting for my wife and I at the time and a friend that's how we would spend our Sundays we'd go to different religious organizations and had a very wonderful time and then would end up going to brunch afterwards 
and uh, analyzing our various experiences, how each religious organization had impacted us and how we felt about it. There's so many to choose from, but I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Helene and BJ's homeless shelter because that was one of the driving points that I liked about the Community Church of New York UU is that it was, uh, in that sense, a seven-day church because the shelter was operating seven days a week and that we uh, not only talked the talk but walked the walk, and I really enjoyed that. And I can remember, I was, at the time that I joined in May 2001, I was just finishing up uh, from getting a graduate degree at NYU, the Wagner School. And we had to, uh, one of our projects was to interview um, social leaders. And I chose to interview uh, Bruce Southworth. Actually, I'm getting off from the shelter, but I said to Bruce at the time, Reverend Southworth, that if he would permit me to interview, interview him for this project I was working on, I would agree to become a member of the church upon graduation, which was, I think, in May of 2001. So the shelter is really what drove me here. And there's so many great. We used, we used to have um, about 60 volunteers so that we could maintain opening the shelter every night. And once a year, we would have a shelter uh, volunteer appreciation dinner down in the fellowship hall. And Lisa Gluck and myself and several others of the leaders of the shelter would decorate the hall and we'd have tablecloths and we'd invite the shelter guests and we'd invite all the volunteers and we would have you know 40 to 60 people at this dinner. And one year, I've forgotten the year, I was a, uh, a fan of a, a, folk, a folk group called Aztec Two-Step, folk rock group called Aztec Two-Step. I actually hired Aztec Two-Step to come perform at the shelter appreciation dinner. So it was Rex and uh, what was the other guy's name? Whoever the other performer was, um, Neil. Rex and Neil come with their guitars, and uh, we hired a uh, amplification service, you know, to you know, they played acoustic guitars, but you had to amplify it with the mics and so on and so forth, and it was just a wonderful experience. And at other of the, the shelter volunteer dinners, we would have karaoke, and the karaoke was just so much fun because we'd have, you know, the guests that had were at the shelter and we'd have all the volunteers and some of the volunteers would bring their kids and we had like you know four or five or six people get up behind the karaoke microphone and wail away on whatever tune it was they selected and people would get up and dance and it was so wonderful it was just the best experience that um, you know i had had in a long long time and that is that is probably my ultimate memory of, of those uh, shelter volunteer appreciation dinners. Fantastic. It's hard for me to keep myself silent because I want to emote, but I try to be quiet so that you can hear you speak. But, it's but you, you, you can edit, edit, edit all this stuff, you know, so you, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I just don't want to talk over you or, or, or laugh oh. in your story. <laughs> so the last question then would really come from the children that we have now. Mm -hmm. Uh, to always um, commit to giving back and making 
the planet a better place for those that come after us. There it is, mic drop. All right, my first question actually is five questions. My first question to you is your name. What a difficult question at age 92 and three quarters. My name given was Sandra, but today, after life goes on, it became Sandra, but Sandy Brooks. If you call me Sandra, I'll know that you may have known me 85, 90 years ago. So since that's unlikely, I'm Sandy. Oh, I did it already. You got to do it again? My next question is, what year you came to community? What, what year you came to community? It was 1991, around that. And do you need the reason why I came here? Well, That's very interesting. The next question will be what brought you to Oh, okay. I'll tell you quickly. I didn't come here first. I happened to go to Mexico because I lost a dear person and a friend says, you have to leave New York, go down to Mexico. I did it and when I got there, I met a nice lady, a friend, and she, I see her walking on Sunday. I said, where are you going? She says, the fellowship. I said, the what? It was a Unitarian fellowship in San Miguel de Allende in Mexico. This could be, you know, interesting background, too. I went, and I thought, church, they call it fellowship. That brought me a, a degree of ease because as a cultural Jew, I knew what I thought I should be involved in or I wanted to be and what I avoided. And I got to that service and that wintry day for New Yorkers down there, it was paradise, 86, 84 degrees. And the topic was, not the sermon, but what they were doing was giving help to uh, little Mexican children who didn't have enough to eat and providing the mother with how she could sustain the child's health. And I thought, this is church? But then I began in attending every Sunday, realizing that Unitarian Universalism was an outreach, social justice kind of thing. This is what I'm going to babble, okay? So, and then I came to New York. And there were, my husband and I looked it up in the telephone book, for those who remember a telephone book. And it said, Unitarian churches, and there were three. One on the Upper West Side, one on the uh, Upper East Side, and one 35th Street, and I didn't know which one to go to, so I started going to the first one, and people were warm and friendly. I walked in and I was greeted, but I looked around and for me, the, the fact of a huge hanging glass works with Mary washing Jesus' feet was, was not exactly a comfortable thing, you know, for me. 